2: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase
0: necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
2: for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet.
0: Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the culmination of another season is uh, coming to an end here as we build towards Survivor Series. Uh, Welcome to Saturday Draft Live, our final show of season six before we delve into our wrap up uh, of the results this season. My name is David Hockney. I am the skipper of uh, of this team on today's show and joining me is my mongoose and my dopey. I'll let you decide who's who. Up first, Jack Graham.
2: How are you? Mongoose and Dopey. Mongoose and Dopey. All right. All right. I see you. I see you. I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thanks,
0: Dave. How are you? I'm doing all right. Are you excited for Survivor Series?
2: I am cautiously optimistic about Survivor Series.
0: Hmm. Well, you've had a good season so far. Let's hope you can bring it home for, for Saturday Draft Live.
2: That's the plan. That is the plan. Mm-hmm.
0: And... On the other side, we have number 44 himself and the recent Undisputed Pod Wrestling Podcast quiz champion, Scott McLeod.
1: Uh, yes, we all have Undisputed here on ESSR. I know you used to, especially Dave, but yeah, we're in that final stretch. If this were Supernatural, mm. the road so far will come up as carry on my wayward son, Blair. So, yes, I've been watching a lot of Supernatural in my spare time. <laughs> but yes, it's finally here. I just want to... As you'll see from like where where I am on the table, I just want to get by Survivor Season, get on to the next get on in the next season. Uh, because you've not
0: had the, the best of seasons, have you? You've been sort of dipping in and out of relegation as of late, but um it's uh but you have had some success on other shows. You know, like you said, you've uh, you were on the Undisputed Wrestling podcast this week. How did that go?
1: Oh, it went very well. I uh, don't want to give too much away. But if uh, people I listen to it, you can see why, as I was described by Stephen Wilson, one of the, arguably one of the finest wrestling minds in the UK, and I proved that once again on, uh, on an Undisputed Wrestling Pod against Callum, who was born in 2000. <laughs> wow, sick. But I, do. I teach this boy some respect, so I did.
0: Well, if you want to catch Scott's appearance on that podcast, you can find them on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites. Just like our show, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, where you can find all the greatest central uh, news shows and feature content coming out every Tuesday and sorry, every yeah every Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. So, what do you say, lads? Should we jump into into the, the table this week?
2: I uh, finally, my friend.
0: All right. <laughs> So the top three this week. Not a lot of big scorers actually, uh, because you know it's quite been a bit of a diverse scoring uh, over across all shows. But looking at our top three in joint second, so both on six points. We'll start off first with the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, who successfully defended the NXT Women's Title this week against Rhea Ripley. Now. Jack, Io Shirai's been had a very quiet season so far as part of Steven's team, but she's also been his captain. I mean, she's had, had some successful title defenses against the likes of Candice LeRae and some really wacky, insane matches. But do you think Io Shirai's had quite a bit of a quiet, uh, quiet season overall?
2: Yeah, not there's not really been much to kind of shout home about or write home about, has there? There's been also the stuff of Candice LeRae as you said and that's that's been about, about a hit. There's not it this, this season's been pretty quiet for the NXT women overall which is quite surprising because they're usually kind of a sleeper pick so to speak but obviously I had Rhea Ripley in my, in my team who's going up against Eo I was hoping that eh, she would get up the win but she lost definitively it was a pretty clean pretty clean loss and she seems to Seems to have bowed out of NXT, so to speak. So we can see what happens with that. But as a as a good, it was a good kind of strong finish for Steve, which I think was needed just to get that little bit further away for the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. And you know, Scott, as Jack alluded
0: to, you know, it looked as if this would be Rhea Ripley's uh, uh, sort of uh, farewell match on NXT. You know, there have been rumors floating around that she may move to Raw or SmackDown. Do you think uh, she might appear on one of the two brands, either? On Survivor CDs itself, or maybe after Survivor CDs?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, rumor has it that this is our, our last match in NXT, and, like, it would be interesting to see her get called up because, like, she's, she's felt kind of bigger than NXT for, I think, a little while now. Uh, obviously, it's annoying to, to Jack that she didn't win, but, you know, it's good for receiving for that last, like, title win, you know, on the last week of the, the draft. This is a big kind of win you, that you need. And, well, I don't know if I can see her having at Survivor Series. I think it's like a bit too optimistic I think to her popping up on either Raw or the Smackdown post Survivor Series depending on which brand they want to bring her up to, I think is is more likely. I think I can see her maybe going to Raw more likely than, than Smackdown.
0: Mhm. It's uh. Yeah, I think it's a bit up in the air at this stage because we actually discussed uh, on the show prior that you know maybe she might fill one of the spots on the two on the SmackDown Survivor Series team, but alas, that wasn't meant to be. You know, they'll go, those go to Bailey and Natalia. So we've got two full teams. So I think my guess is she'll probably show up after Survivor Series, and you never know. That might mean she might be a a high draft pick uh, in the following season.
1: I should say, like Jack said, that yeah, I agree with him that. NXT, kind of women's wise, it's kind of been quiet. No, the really, really exceptions have been well recently, Io Shirai and Candice, and now uh, with this title match, uh, Rhea. But uh, I actually think it's going to change next season because I think within the first week of the season, as NXT take over, war games. We'll have again a, a, a female war match, Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. So I think if you're, I think NXT will be a bit higher priority that next season, especially with the the women as you go, you've got eight potential appearances right, mm. right there. In this match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So our second uh, place person in the top three, also on six points is the raw women's champion Asuka, who's made a couple of appearances this week and also got a, a win as part of a six women tag match on raw. Now, Scott, I think it's safe to say Asuka has been one of the standout performers of this season. Uh, She's got 109 points overall. She's currently sitting at the top of the top 10 uh, scorers this season. And do you think that sort of boils down to having the captaincy on her uh, for most of the season and the fact that she got three successful women's title wins over the space of three days?
1: Yeah, I think that it will have something to do with it, you know, because uh, coming out of SummerSlam, Aspen like, didn't really have many like, top challengers. But she did like she had face the likes of Mickey James and Selena Vega, and she's also faced Lana. So you know we all have our bad days. But <laughs> also the fact that she appeared twice on Classic Champions with a captaincy added onto it—that was a major boost for Alan. So yeah, the captaincy helped. But it also helped uh, Asuka in a way that really she's not really got much competition at Raw at the minute because her two main competitors, in my opinion, Shane and Naya, are you know focused on the tag team scene. And also now, focus on like leading team Raw in the women's five on five match. So yeah, I think it's really helped Asuka. I think she actually been fairly quiet last week; not really been doing much other than like that one over Lana. But you know, I think uh, Alan he's in like the top four, and I think that what he's hoping for that one last push, you know, for Asuka, you know, get that win over Sasha. And I think if maybe if Carmella gets involved, I think uh, an Asuka on the Sunday could be a possibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just to sort of follow on from what Scott said there, Jack, do you think Aska is going to finish season on a high as she's facing Sasha Banks this Sunday at Survivor Series?
2: Aye, because there's literally no not much story for for Aska right now. I think that the only thing that's been alluded to in the past couple of weeks is that Reckoning wants the belt, but that's that's about it. Not much as she attacked Dana Brooke. It's confused. There's more story to Sasha losing this feud with Carmella. It to be coming on guys it is important to note that Alan did switch the captaincy from Asuka to Miz. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, obviously, Miz isn't scheduled to appear at Survivor Series. He might be in this uh, pre-show battle royal, but he's hoping that, obviously, the uh, Money in the Bank contract gets cashed in on Drew after the match and he wins the belt there. But uh, Although he did that on the Sunday, so he was able to get in just in time, obviously, that's what he was hoping in mind. But would it have been safer to keep it on Asuka to get those guaranteed points to potentially take you, Dave. Mm. I don't know. But he's, obviously, he's hoping for the long haul to get the top, but I think he might have just he might have just missed it.
0: Yeah, I think there was also some uh, news articles going around that suggest that Miz actually wasn't going to cash in until 2021. So even if switching the captaincy to Miz, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. So I think in hindsight, keeping the, the captaincy on Asker certainly would have bumped him up the table.
1: Yeah, probably. And uh, I imagine this, there'll be scenes if like, the rumours are false and he ends up cashing in like, the night after Survivor Series which is my hope for just speaking for my own personal amusement just scenes in the draft chat from Alan, you know the <laughs> Well I've
0: actually done some quick math even if Miz cashes in at Survivor Series as his captain it still won't be enough to catch where Jack is at the minute
2: Very good very good.
0: So I, in the, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, but we'll go to our top three or t- number one in our top three this week. And it is, Jack, your captain himself, Drew McIntyre, 15 points this week after successfully regaining the WWE championship from Randy Orton and made an appearance on SmackDown this week to sign a contract with Roman Reigns. I mean, you must be thrilled knowing that your captain has now got the WWE title as the back as the, the season closes out.
2: I am buzzing, I'm actually buzzing Also, I was, sorry to I'll, I'll firstly say sorry to you Dave because this may have hindered your chances of getting near the top, I'm hoping you can secure that top three finish to represent the STL boys but mm. it was something that I've i speculated, I've said it for the past few weeks now, what is a Survivor series this year, like Drew McIntyre and clearly somewhere somewhere in America, big boss man, Vincent Mann's listening to ESSR Saturday Draft Live and if. Uh, heard the words that Jack Graham spoke <laughs> And decided to put the belt on Drew McIntyre So it's, it's proved that it ends for me Do I see him winning on Sunday? No, of course I don't It doesn't make sense only I see him, The only way I see him winning is if like, It's a DQ victory or something like that Like Rowan no just goes on an absolute rampage And just kicks the shower out of him Which i I take I'll take any victory that's going that way But I'm hoping we'll get a couple of appearances from him And solidify that top spot for myself Come the end of Survivor Series mm-hmm. Yeah, and Scott, I think it's safe
0: to say Drew's been one of the top performers uh, this entire season. He's got he's currently on ninety eight and a half points, so he's third in the top ten scorers this season. Just below him is the number one singles pick for this season, Roman Reigns with ninety five points. If you were in like Ryan's or Jack's position because they drew first and second respectively this season, I think it's would it be safe to say that there's uh, that you would have picked either one of those two to be your number one singles picks.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, and I think Roman Reigns is a candidate for top singles pick overall I think for the, for the next two seasons, even if he loses like the belt at WrestleMania like, Even in, then in Season 8, you can still get as many points as you can from him And then switch to captaincy at the last second So he's still a top pick, and I've even, I even said on Central, as much as I support Jack I said on Central this week, Roman's winning this, the match on Sunday I, I have no doubt about that I mm-hmm. actually don't think Roman should lose cleanly until he loses the belt. That's my it's just my opinion. I think what's helped Drew score-wise is that, yes, some of us probably thought storyline-wise he should have lost the belt to Randy a pay-per-view earlier than he did. But I think if he, kept on, he held on to it, and I think he had one or two like table matches on uh, on free TV. Like, he had one, I think, the night after Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. So that's really helped him. And I think obviously, being a captain as well, will help Drew. What, what's weird is we were talking last week about how weird it would be without Drew on Survivor Series. Now, like, you guys talked about it on the Dream Survivor Series about how good Randy Orton is in the past at Survivor Series, and it looks like we won't have Randy Orton on Survivor Series, which also mm. kind of feels weird.
0: Yeah, it does feel weird. Uh, just one last thing, Jack. Uh, in hindsight, switching the captaincy to Drew's actually helped you immensely in this last surge towards the end of the season. Do you do you regret not switching your captaincy to Drew a little bit sooner around, say, Clash of Champions, when he had, as Scott mentioned, you only had two successful title defenses in a row?
2: Um, I mean, you could say I regret it because I would have got more points. But see, to be honest, I don't. I felt that when I made the captaincy change, it was it was right to do so. Obviously, I, I had it made FTR my captain straight away. So I knew that it was virtually guaranteed they were in the World Tag Team. Championships over AEW, and they had this brush of greatness for a few weeks, which getting me a good solid like ten points a week for that point appointment. Did that three or four times, so I feel that the time that I made the captain change, it was a bit necessary because if I didn't, I think I would be in the position where I am than now. But ah, it's it just adds to the excitement, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. this is what what we're all about, so. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say as much. I wouldn't say as much regret.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we actually did release a poll on our Twitter feed and our community page. You can find those on Facebook and Twitter. And the top four have actually been polled as to say by the by our listeners to see who do you think is going to win win the season. Currently, Jack, you're in the lead on both polls you've got 53% of the vote on Twitter and you've got, well, unfortunately, Facebook doesn't do percentages, but you've got eight votes, one of them including yourself. <laughs> so of yeah. So, if we take away your vote, you get seven people supporting you saying that you're going to win this season.
2: And I'd just like to say Scott McLeod, Adam Markiewicz, David Campbell, Ryan DeWish, Chris Murray, David Talkney, Grant McRobbie, legends. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah. Mean, I don't like to show bias, you know, we are never biased on this show. It's not in our DNA to be biased on Saturday Draft Live. No. You no, know. no. But you know, I, I felt I needed to vote on this poll. I needed cuz there is a clear winner, I think, but I never voted when we did the same poll for a Quiz Showdown because, you know, as Quiz host I was I didn't want to appear biased. But yeah, I think even with there's a bit of a lead and even with a Drew loss I think you might still be able to just pull it out, out over Daniel this Sunday mm.
2: just hope that there is um, some more backstage interaction between my captain uh, Drew McIntyre and your team member Seamus uh, uh, like, right. just bigging each, each other up before they go out to their respective matches I feel that we'll, Drew will probably have an interview at some point before the match that will be also you get two points for a pay-per-view appearance because he's my captain will get four and then he'll have some sort of interaction with Seamus as well so that's potentially eight points I could have before the match Mm-hmm. I really need that. I need that. So, yes, come on.
1: Scott, get give Seamus a wee text. Let him know what's up. <laughs> what, what, I'll, I'll, while I'm at it, I'll text and say, what the fuck was that segment all about on Raw? You <laughs> give him Drew that chest with the sword now. Is this what they think, how you think Irish people and Scottish people talk about?
0: <laughs> you know that actually was Vince McMahon's sword?
1: Yes, I mentioned it on Syndrome.
0: Yep. Uh, you can catch the episode of Central this week on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and karaoke podcasting sites. There you go, plugged. Uh, second place in the poll, uh, Daniel Campbell. You know, he's had a very solid season all around. He's uh, second place in both these polls. So twenty six percent, twenty six percent on our Twitter poll, and second place on our Facebook. So I think it's, uh, I think with the the battle lines have been drawn here. You know, it's a it's a two horse race between Jack and Daniel in this poll. But I'm actually quite curious about the battle for third place because. On the on our Twitter poll, I'm actually ahead of Alan McLucas with 16% of the vote against his 5%, but he's actually ahead of me on the Facebook poll. So I think one of the it's not just a battle between who's going to win between Jack and Daniel. It looks like it's going to be a battle for third place as well. Where do you see, Scott, where do you think this, uh, how this is going to pan out?
1: Well, unfortunately, David, I, I don't know what you can really do to, be, to get into third place because, yeah, I think Nia Jax is your really only hope, you know, being on Team Raw, and then you've got Braun on Team Raw, but he's not really getting along with his teammates. So I think you need to hope that one of those two at least gets a couple of eliminations. (laughs) But even without the captaincy, I think if an an Asuka one might just allow Alan to leapfrog over you.
0: You never know. I think Braun Strowman's quite a reliable competitor when it comes to Survivor Series. I think think he'll score at least a couple of eliminations, and I think the Raw men are going to win it you know, that, that's why I was hesitant to put the captaincy on Nia Jax, as, as you guys said I should do in the in the chat, but, um, yeah, I think the mistake I've made was not changing my captaincy off Orton, and now it's costing me because given he's not going to appear at Survivor Series.
2: You can hope that maybe it appears in the Undertaker segment, but that's about it, I think. I think and maybe a potential, like, uh, if the story with Tru and Orton continues, which I hope it doesn't, uh, maybe it appears in the main event or something like that, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see when it comes to Randy Orton, I suppose. But we'll move on to our leaderboard now, which is, as for this season, we've cranked it all the way up to 11 because we have 11 competitors. So uh, in 11th place and most likely to get relegated uh, to our relegation zone in the following season, it is Grant McRobbie with Team in Goblin de Stene on 125 points. Uh, ahead of him, number 10, the GOAT, David Campbell with Team GOAT on 139 points. And then just ahead of him... Just above the relegation zone, Scott McLeod, 143.5 points with team drafting ain't easy. It's going to be a, a fight between you two at the bottom as well, just to see who's going to avoid the relegation zone. But we'll discuss that as we review Survivor Series uh, in just a bit. But Scott, how confident are you that you're going to avoid relegation in the following season?
1: Uh, I, think, uh, I think I'm pretty going because like, David was hoping that he would just be able to like, catch up to me or go over me. Uh, with SmackDown, when, you know Seth was on the show, and then I think the rumor was that Big E, who's also on his team, would be uh, with the final man for, for Team SmackDown. But that ended up being Otis, and then Seth lost. Seth lost to Buddy Murphy. So I think that's what's uh, what's kept him just a few points below me. But I think even with like even if I only don't I don't have that many eliminations from either Ruby or from Sheamus, I think as long as they're on the winning team, that does get you. That uh, does count as a win. So, you know, usually I wouldn't want to just barely scrape out uh, a victory, but I would consider that a victory if I just get, if I just finish one or two points ahead of him and just, you know, regroup for season seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: solid in eighth place,
0: Stevie Wilson uh, with the top 1%, 169 and a half points. Seventh place, Ross McLeod with the Turkey national team, 189 points. And just ahead of him, Team Viscera, Gary Kernahan in sixth place, 191 and a half. So it'll be a fight between these two to see who finishes on top. And then just ahead of Gary, just by eight points, Ryan Gallagher with the Bossackers in fifth place, 199 and a half. So even a strong gust of wind will take him past the 200 point mark. It'll still be a a good finish for Ryan, uh, you know, despite the the disaster he had uh, in the prior season. But, you know, I think he's, uh, with him drafting first, he's definitely made the most of uh, bringing it back around. Uh, Fourth place, uh alan lucas team name redacted two hundred ten and a half points and just ahead of him is yours truly the dh club uh, uh in third place with 212 points and then of course we have the the two horse race for for first place it's down to the wire with these two second place daniel campbell 231 points with the elic experience and just ahead of him number one our very own jack graham with liquidation relegation still the same fantasy team on 241 points so this is it one more show before the final results of the the draft season six and we'll be doing a a special final recap of the scores including top three of the season and our final leaderboards to this to emphatically certify the winner of the season six essr draft
1: Mm -hmm. and we should mention that uh tomorrow uh, I believe it will be on Facebook Live, our Facebook page, our Facebook community page. Uh, a little announcement from uh, Ross McLeod and David Campbell will be coming regarding how the ESSR title will be decided at Survivor Series. So, uh, like, stay tuned for that. I won't give away what's happening, but let's just say that whoever wins the season, <clears throat> Jack, might not really what's be the- able to get their uh, their ESSR title opportunity until at least after TLC. Why is that? Well, you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out, won't you? Yep. What more we after got
2: after that as well? We've got Quiz Showdown after that, for yourself out of a series preview yep. before the big show. So there's a lot yeah, happening for that uh, podcast tomorrow. Yeah,
0: the hell of a lot happening, yeah. We've got Quiz Showdown also coming out on our YouTube channel. Make sure you find us there tomorrow, uh, I believe 3pm. 6pm PM British time, yes. Yep, thanking you. So, Lads, last thing I want to do before we uh, wrap up is to go through the Survivor Series card and see who is going to stand to gain the most from this last surge of points. Now, there are currently seven matches announced for the card, all of which have a Raw versus SmackDown vibe to it. So it's obviously going to be focusing on brand warfare, and the winning brand will have a 4-3 win ratio at best. So... We'll start off with the the one that was announced on their WWE's Twitter feed. It's going to be a dual-branded battle royal. Now, we don't know how many participants are going to be taking part or who's going to be taking part in it. So I think at this stage, we're just going to have to best guess. Uh, So I'll just throw predictions out for all three of us. Who do you think is going to win this battle royal? Jack, I'll start with you. Elias. Elias? Interesting. And Elias is actually undrafted this season, so it wouldn't... Uh, do any anybody any good? So, Scott, who do you think's winning?
1: I've heard some people, and I think David Campbell's hoping for this that Big E would uh, would win that battle royal. I don't know if really as well because that seems kind of a waste of Big E, given that he's went for not being on the men's team to being on the pre-show. I don't think it'll be anyone of like of consequence or they'll do anything with it because, like, remember last year they did a similar one with a tag team tribanded battle royal, and Ziggler and Root won it and then mm-hmm. did nothing afterwards so I don't think it'll be anybody who I'll say, I'll say Miz He's like Miz doesn't need to win and I don't think it'll matter to Miz if they, if they never mention his battle royal win again
0: mm-hmm. yeah and of course Miz is on Allen's team so and is his captain so he would certainly get points for that but I'm actually going to go with your initial pick Scott I'm actually going to go with Big E because you know as you said you know if he's not being featured on the men's Survivor Series team it only makes sense that he gets a standout moment in this battle in this show, even if it's on the pre-show. And he, you know, they've been pushing him to become a single star as well. So why not give him a big win over? Uh, let's assume it's like fifteen to twenty people. Like, imagine he survives all those people on his own. I, that that makes an emphatic statement, and it's so it's a sure sign that you know, he could be being strongly considered to be a top guy as a singles guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and as you said, that would help David Campbell immensely, even though Seth Rollins is his captain. So. We'll go on now to the United States champion versus the Intercontinental champion, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Now, no points will be up for grabs, unfortunately, because even though, because Bobby Lashley is part of Gary's tag team in the heart Business. So as a singles competitor, he won't be getting any points as a result. And of course, Sami Zayn is undrafted. So this won't have any impact on, you know, big scoring, but you never know, Gary might still get appearance points if the Hurt Business joined Bobby Lashley at ringside. So Jack, who do you think is going to win between Lashley and Zayn?
2: I think it will be Zayn. I genuinely think it will be Sami Zane that'll win. I think it will be some sort of cheap foot victory, like also like we saw where Paul where Paul Cruz defended this title. I think it will be. I don't know. I, I, I feel that a loss for Bobby Lashley isn't isn't that bad, considering with the with the with the group behind them. I feel they can still come out looking strong after the match by just like, beating him down or whatever but a loss for in I think would just be really bad mm-hmm. Scott
0: uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah I, I, I think it would be sad if, if Lashley came in and just like squashed Sammy which I think w, I could see W doing but no, I wouldn't mind actually seeing Sammy you know, try and get like this surprise like maybe even count out Lynn over Bobby Lashley Uh you no, my main hope is that Buddy he'd get Buddy and Shinsuke back in his corner, you know, to counteract the Hurt business. You know, there's more appearance points for Matt. Like we <laughs> always get what we want.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to go with Bobby Lashley on this one because you know the Hurt business had a bit of a setback this week when Shelton Benjamin and Cedric lost the Raw Tag Team Championship opportunity against the New Day, uh, and I think they need a bit of a rebound. So I think Lashley is going to win this one because Sami Zayn has been portrayed as a bit of a a snivelling heel you know he's not got involved in the he wasn't involved heavily in the eight-man tag match this past week on Smackdown and he was getting in Daniel Bryan's face afterwards as well so I think uh, I think they're going to amplify the fact you know Sami Zayn's this cowardly champion who doesn't want to get in the ring and he keeps losing as a result and I think you know but the the Hurt Business needs a rebound from another championship loss this week so I think Bobby Lashley is going to take this one uh, so now we'll move on to the battle of the tag team champions. We have the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, going against the Street Profits. Now, Kofi and Woods are undrafted this season, surprisingly, which was uh, well, not well, not surprisingly, they were both injured when the season started. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think because Woods has also been out for over a year with his, his with his um, Achilles tendon injury as well, so I could see why you know they wouldn't be tag team as a or drafted as a, as a tag team, but. The Street Profits, if they win, it'll be a, a nice little points booster for Daniel's team because they're his selected tag team. Now but the Street Profits guys, you know, they've actually been pretty consistent throughout this season. Do you think you could see them toppling the new day and finishing on a high?
1: I I know Daniel Campbell also, because if they don't then his last hope is Kevin Owens on for Team SmackDown. And uh I think I'm gonna go with the New Day on this one, you know. Yeah, they've like been uh, like, a top team for quite a while now But, you know, Kofi and Xavier, Other than the thing with the Heart Business Since they came back, haven't really done much on Raw So I think they need a, a big win like this And then they'll carry forward I think maybe continuing their feud with the heart Business Post Survivor Series So I'm actually going to go with the new day Okay, uh, Jack, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going for the, the new day as well I feel that this is where Big You will get involved in Survivor Series Obviously now, the weeks leading up to this, this there's, there's just been kind of backstage segments between Street Profits and Biggie. I feel that this could potentially lead to a Street Profit's heel turn. Question mark. Oh. Mm. Uh, with like, the SmackDown after, I feel if Biggie Biggie helps, he was kind of get beat down after that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. So I'm putting my my hat in the corner of the new day one in this one. Ooh, interesting. See, I've actually. I've actually gone with the Street Profits.
0: Oh, yeah, because as you said, Jack, if Big E does get involved, you could very easily just turn on the New Day and help the Street Profits win. No, and I don't you know, see people, that. Well, I, yeah. I know it sounds a bit—I know it sounds a bit outrageous, but you know, it, even if they do, even if it's like a, a passing of the torch or whatever from an from like a, a tag team that's been around for a good while to one that's like been gathering a lot of steam over the last year. I think the Street Profits need it more to solidify themselves as a top tag team on Raw and SmackDown. Even if their faces are heels. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want
2: to see Big E as a heel.
0: Not no, now. I don't. No. I mean, it's not that he hasn't been a heel before, because that's kind of what he was when he first came to And they to were very the dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he was was Ziggler's bodyguard. He had to be a bit dull at the time. But you know what? He's got some personality now. I think he could make it work. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, the Battle of the Women's Champions. Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion against the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. Uh, Now, both these superstars have been drafted. However, Sasha Banks was drafted as part of the Golden Role Models in Team GOAT. Which, to this day, I still don't understand like, what David Campbell was thinking when he decided to draft those two together. But, either way, uh, only Alan's going to get points for this, because Asuka, as a singles pick, will get this. David Campbell, unless for some weird reason, Bailey also shows up at ringside, he'll, at best, he'll get a, one appearance point. So, Scott, who's going to be the dominant women's champion here?
1: I think but, you know all the attention again because of uh, of like the Mandalorian. And she was on the bump talking about it. I think Asuka's still gonna win this because again, I don't think it'll be Bailey that gets involved. I think it'll be let's like, say Carmella potentially. So I think like I said, Asuka she's not been doing much recently, but Sasha's got a lot. She's got stuff she can do post severities with Carmella. Maybe if they want to revisit the Bailey thing, uh, they can do that. But, you know, Asuka on Raw doesn't have much to, like, if our main feud potential after Sylvester is taking on me, I am in a stupid mask, then, like, I think she needs this win more. Mm. And Jack?
2: Yeah, I'm the exact same. I think it's going to be Asuka winning this one.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's three for three on starting the draft live. I'm also going to go with Asuka. I think, uh, you know, Sasha Banks, she's got that feud with Carmella practically locked in. You know, it could easily cost her the match and... Asuka, I think, you know, she could be facing some new challenges in the form of uh, Mia Yemma's Reckoning. Or, as, I think, as we mentioned earlier, you know, if Rhea Ripley moves to Raw, you know, that could be a new challenger for Asuka as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I think we're, we're all confident that Asuka's winning this. Uh, so now moving on to the Women's Survivor Series elimination match. And it has had a bit of a shake-up as well because Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke have actually been removed due to injury and have now been replaced with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Uh, so, and on the other, and on the rest of the team, we have co-captains Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the women's tag team champions, and also we can't forget Lana. So that's the five Raw women going up against Team SmackDown, which was completed this past this past week. We have Bianca Belair, the Riot Squad, Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Bailey. I mean, pretty solid team uh, from SmackDown's side, but I want to get your thoughts, guys, because. There's quite a lot of representation in this team uh, from a singles standpoint. For example, like I've got Nia Jax. Ross has Shayna Baszler. Uh, Gary did have Mandy Rose. Unfortunately, she's now been removed. So, no points for, for Gary in this match, unfortunately. But he does back that up as well with Bianca Belair on SmackDown instead. So, there's something for you. Uh, Scott, you've got Ruby Riot representing uh-huh. you on Team SmackDown. And Bailey and Natalia. Uh, well, Bailey's also, as before mentioned, part of the Golden Role Models tag team, so she won't get any points for that. And Natalia, I believe, is undrafted. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So, quite a quite a good uh, diverse representation there. But I'll ask you, Jack, who do you think's going to win out of the out of the two women's teams?
2: Hey, I think the SmackDown women's teams won. I think the Raw women's teams a piece of shit. I don't like what they've done. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's a shame that Mandy Rose has got injured and they've had to draft in Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. But by God, what a terrible Peyton to put in that, to put in that team. I'm, I'm sorry, there's I've got no, I've got no interest in the Royal Women's Team. Normally, I can see it being rectified as if uh, Naya and Sheena Baszler take out Lana and Rhea Ripley comes in. Obviously, that's been uh, speculated. I can uh, maybe make it a bit more interesting. You can see them in and then, but. No, I
0: think for me, I think it's going to be the SmackDown women's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as a, just as an extra point, who do you think's going to survive? Just one name. Uh, Bailey. Okay, and
1: Scott, who do you think? SmackDown, SmackDown all the way here. Not just because you know Ruby's on my, my team, but Ross. Raw's team a joke. Come on, Lana, and then you had Mandy Rose in there, but, uh, and Debra, and did guys one big chance for Amanda Rose to actually pay off as a first round pick again. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> and then they are him with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. And I'm thinking improvement. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I don't know. Even with that replacement, like your main hopes for Team Raw are Naya and Shayna. And I think it's still gonna somehow be like a case of Alana gets put to the table where right at the start of the match. And then like Team don't think they've won. And then like when Santino back up in the 2011 Rumble, Lana's going to appear, get a hold spot, and then immediately get beaten as uh, the last person eliminated from Team Raw, and I agree with Jack, Bailey to stand tall, if I can just think of one name, mm-hmm. her, her, or, her or Bianca, one of the Yeah, two. well, I'm actually also going to agree with you,
0: I think SmackDown's winning this, and I think Bailey is surviving, not, maybe, not necessarily on her own, but I think she could survive along with Bianca as well. Because you know, I think Bianca Belair needs a good showing. Uh, I think the only way that Raw the Team Raw would have been made better is if it was the Iconics that were a part of it rather than Lacey and Peyton. Because it's just such a weird, uh, such a weird mix of people. Like, because if Billy Kay was still on Raw, if you had the Iconics in there, you know, you'd have had two women's tag teams on either side as well, and that makes it a bit more, a bit more manageable. But hey, you know, we'll just roll with it. Uh, we'll now do the, the men's Survivor Series team, and there is a hell of a lot of representation uh, here on this one. So we have, for Team Raw, AJ Styles, Stephen Wilson's team captain. We have Keith Lee, Ross's team captain. Sheamus on Scott's team. Braun Strowman also on my team. And Riddle, also on Ross's team. So Ross has two representations here on Team Raw. And on Team SmackDown, we have Daniel Campbell's Kevin Owens. We have Jay Uso, who's undrafted. We have King Corbin, also undrafted. Seth Rollins, David Campbell, Team Goats' captain. And finally, Otis, who's also on Stephen Wilson's team. So Stephen's got two representatives on either side, whereas the rest of us, you know, have mainly got representatives on one team. Now, Jack, who do you think is going to win this?
2: Team Raw. I think Team Raw is winning this. Uh unfortunately for the go I do see Seth Rollins taking an early exit in this match I think this will be his last time in WWE before the the birth of his baby and I think Team Rob will win this I think he'll win it quite comfortably unfortunately for my my rival here eh, Daniel Campbell I don't think Kevin Owens will last long I don't think he'll if he's going to eliminate anyone, probably Riddle and that's about it. I don't see him doing much else apart from that, which will benefit me greatly. Uh, and I think that AJ Styles will be the last one to survive for Team Raw.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay, and Scott. Now more for not, when I think of like the men's team in the Olympic, I think okay, if Raw's winning this one, this might be this one, this one. Even though in previous years that's not often been the case, where some years they'll had the same brand win both matches, but I'm going for Team Raw. I'm not as confident as I was before they lost to Retribution for some reason. Uh, just I think, yeah, there is some bickering on Team Raw, but I think somehow like they'll still survive. Like, I think Keith Lee and Strowman will be the survivors for Raw. Uh I'm just hoping Seamus doesn't go out first. <laughs> that's my fear. Uh the thing with Rollins is that even if he is leaving then like they had him lose to Murphy on SmackDown, which they described as the biggest win of Murphy's career, and that Murphy's not on Survivor Series. Do you not think if Seth's going away, it away would have made more sense to say that if Murphy beats Seth here on SmackDown, Murphy takes Seth's spot? Because then you could have thought, oh, well, maybe they'll have Murphy go the distance. Maybe Murphy will be one of the last members of Team SmackDown. Maybe this will be his breakout performance. But now they've got Seth, so we all know is leaving.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, it's a it's an interesting theory. You know,
0: it could happen on the day as well, but we'll just uh, we'll see we'll see what happens just, there. But
1: I agree just, with you guys. Just I... was just wondering. Like, sorry to interrupt, Billy. Like, just wondering, like, what it does what does Seth like? What does Murphy gain from the win? Then, like, because it's as big a win of his career, then he's not gaining anything because now he's just he's not on Survivor Series. While the guy he beat gets to be in one of the more the more high profile matches of the evening.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you guys. I'm also going to say the Raw men's team is going to win this. You know, there's been a much bigger story built around all five of them, you know, sort of trying to mingle with each other. And I also think Braun Strowman is going to survive. You know, he's been, a, like I said before, he's been a very reliable uh, Survivor Series team member. He's had a ton of eliminations over his uh, over the past sort of four years or so. And I think he's going to do the same thing again, hopefully with Keith Lee surviving as well. Uh, so now we'll move on to what I assume is going to be the main event. And it is, uh, I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. It's the number one and the number two draft picks of this season, both champions and both captains uh, going against each other. You have Jack Graham with Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, going up against Roman Reigns, the universal champion, who is part of Ryan Gallagher's team. I mean, guys, you you couldn't have a more fitting uh, main event to end season six of Saturday draft Live like Jack, like can you just feel the star power coming from this match?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the match that I thought was going to happen. It's a series. I don't think that Drew is going to win, unfortunately. I feel unless there is that screwy D2 win, but I will, I will say that Roman Reigns will get some points for Ryan Gallagher here.
1: Mm-hmm. And Scott, See, it's weird because in previous years we did the Raw V, the, the VGN versus Universal Champion it was always the universal champion was uh, Brock Lesnar. And it was always clear, like, oh, we know who WWE cares about more. So it was always the case of Brock was going to win. But this time, it's like Drew and Roman, and in the case before, Randy and Roman, is the case of like, do we care about these two? These are two of WWE's top guys here. So it made it hard to predict. But I, I said my piece earlier on, Roman's winning. I'm sorry, Jack. But, you know, I, I think Roman needs to win this again to help solidify this new Tribal Chief thing as like the top heel in WWE and you know, I like think Drew I don't think will be hurting you know, he, given that he's also the last minute I don't think it will hurt him all that well much because like I still see him having a long WWE title reign coming out of this mm-hmm. yeah I
0: I was a bit flippant on this one but I am slightly leaning more towards Roman Reigns winning it because if Team Smackdown loses you know that's one that Jey Uso is a part of, and then Roman, you know, goes ahead and wins. That gives him a reason to berate Jey Uso at a later show, you know, so you're letting down the bloodline and stuff. So I think from a storyline perspective, I think Roman would could do with the win more. Whereas Drew, you know, he's got nothing to lose. He's just regained the WWE championship and, you know, he could reset a feud. Uh, maybe uh, potentially with uh, a couple of challengers from the Raw team, maybe. Or there's also the Fiend lurking as well. So it's a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit up in the air. But I think Roman needs it more to solidify his bloodline story a bit more.
1: It's, so talking about talking about the uh, the SmackDown team, like there were rumors that according to or all Daniel Bryan versus Roman coming out of uh, coming out of Survivor Series because Bryan's one of the only guys they've got. Even though Bryan's not really been on TV that much, but I think the right like, the likely story you could do for the Universal title coming out of this is Kevin Owens versus Roman because Owens is also on Team SmackDown. He had that segment a couple weeks ago where like Jay was forced to stand up the Owens by Roman quiz, a uh, he made that joke, oh you're getting Roman's coffee now. And then <laughs> you could continue that dissension between the two on Team SmackDown or like out of frustration, like Jay super Owens, take Fort, get him eliminated and then One's can confront one smack down with then Roman steps in like you mess with my bloodline you'll mess with me and then sets up a match of TLC. See, I'm doing the fantasy booking and everything. We don't need the raw report anymore. This is where you get all your <laughs> fantasy booking. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, there's no harm in fantasy booking now. You know, it help. It might give some folks some ideas about who to pick for the following season. And as you may mentioned at the start of the show. The, the first week of the new season has got a lot to get through because not only have we got an AEW World Championship match between Jon Moxley and Kenny Omega, we also have NXT TakeOver WarGames where we'll be featuring two War Games matches, one of which is the Undisputed Era versus uh, Pat McAfee and The Brand, and the other one is Team Shotzi versus Team Candice with the participants yet to be announced. So it's definitely all to play for when it comes to NXT selections next season as well as uh, AEW. So be sure to keep so, those in mind.
1: What's interesting is that I looked at the Wikipedia page a few uh, a couple of days ago for that takeover, and I checked it again today. And what's interesting is, like before, it did have a list of uh, of like two out of the uh, two partners for Shotzi and all of Canis' partners listed on it. And then when I checked it today, they, those names had been removed and put TBA next to them. So I don't think I think whoever made that Wikipedia page wasn't meant to reveal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who, actually, I think I know who's going to be on At least, like, at least like seven out of the out of the people in it Because I think the last member of Shotzi team was originally TBA But there's some big top picks in NXT And I thought about uh, NXT, like Finn Balor returned this week And I think, even though Ryan could finish strong uh, with, In the top five with a Roman win and that I, Do you think that maybe... The fact that Finn disappeared for a few weeks because of injury may have cost him some valuable points, given he is also a champion. Yes, 100%.
0: Yeah, I think Ryan just had a bit unfortunate with, you know, he picked Finn Balor, you know, he's NXT champion, but unfortunately he was off for the last six weeks with a broken jaw. Uh, mm-hmm. and unfortunately he doesn't look like he's going to make any more appearances so I mean that, that's unfortunate but that's the risky take when making specific picks you know injuries happen, people get released you know like Zelina Vega for example but you know that's, that's the nature of the draft you know that's the risky take uh, but yeah that's going to do it for Saturday Draft Live this week uh, lads we've made it to the end of another season and we'll be doing our wrap up show which will be out this coming Monday we we reveal our top three of the season and our leaderboard and our eventual winner uh, mm-hmm. Which at this stage uh, SDL can project that the winner is either going to be Jack Graham or Daniel Campbell.
1: You know, you got to be careful with that projection, you know, because you know, come Sunday, you got all the mail-in appearance points you could get, and suddenly Daniel Campbell's. And mm. first, we're all here begging them to stop the count, you know. Yeah, that's why we had our votes
0: as well. You know, that's why we cast our, our polls on our Twitter feed and our community page. Uh, you know, if if those keep coming after the after the deadline we'll have to stop the count (laughs) so um but yeah if you enjoyed saturday draft live and you want to catch up with our final show of season six and our kickoff show which will be coming out uh very very soon yeah you can follow them on spotify itunes anchor and all good android podcasting sites we do great content every week on eat sleep suplex retweet including our central news show which comes out every tuesday and the new feature show which comes out every thursday Also be sure to check out our YouTube channel where we have great shows such as The Conspiracy Theory hosted by the GOAT, David Campbell. And we also have Quiz Showdown uh, hosted and produced by Daniel Campbell. And our next episode of Quiz Showdown, The Quiz Powers Explode, comes out tomorrow 3 p.m. on the YouTube channel. So make sure you tune in for that where Ross uh, hopes to defend the Quiz Showdown Championship against uh, some heavy quiz powers of ESSR. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I spent a lot of time putting this this quiz together. You know, you got some people who have never been on quiz showdown before, hoping to take that to you. you know, Ross could have the honour of being the first champion in quiz showdown history to ever retain. You know, a lot uh, a lot at stake, and I hope people enjoy uh, a quiz that you know I won't uh, you know that I won't win because I'm the one putting it together. Mm-hmm, yep, so Scott's on hosting duty, so you can uh, probably put
0: your betting slips away for now because you know it's. Uh, it's it's all to play for in this quiz showdown, that's for sure. Uh, but I want to say thank you to my co-host Jack Graham. Uh, thanks, Dave. And thank you to Scott McCloud. Thank you very much. I've been David Hockney. This has been Saturday Draft Live, and this has been season six of the ESSR Draft. We will see you for the final results show on Monday. Goodbye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring